0: And here we go. That's right. You're back in Reds' line. And why did I jump back on here this evening? Because I have been reflecting on this loss for quite some time now. I watched that game. That game took forever. I watched it. I saw Molly who was cruising, and I've decided that this is on the catchers of the Cincinnati Reds because there is no other way that this just implodes on them. So I am going to call it up right now. The reason the Reds are not in the playoffs is because they failed to consummate the JT Ramalto deal with the Marlins, which they had in place, and then Jim Bowden. That's right, Jim Bowden! I'm calling you out! Jim Bowden! You said on national TV and a tweet that that deal wasn't good enough and that the Philadelphia Phillies needed to step up their game. Now, I can't blame it all on Jim Bowden. I can blame it on Duck! Duck! You gotta close deals. Don't be like Walt. Wait, you are Walt. You're Duck and Walt. You're his ten-year protege. That's why you get fleeced in every deal. That's why you couldn't get this deal done. That's why you couldn't get the Cozart deal done. That's why if, if it walks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, if it if it if it if it looks like a duck, it's a duck. And that's what we got for. President of Baseball Operations. Glorified GM that doesn't want any arrows when the shit hits the fan. I said it. That's right. Hat tip to Mark Levin. Anyways, the JT Ramalto trade gets done for Taylor Trammell or India. This team's in the playoffs. And let me walk you through it. The Reds get JT Ramalto for Taylor Trammell or Jonathan India which I would have traded Jonathan India why per se well I I don't know because um, 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 There's this thing called a depth chart and apparently it doesn't exist in Cincinnati Ohio You don't got any good outfielders and people don't give me a Quino or Quino or Arista says or whatever, how you pronounce his name. I was the one saying he should be up there last year. He got exactly one plate appearance. <laughs> Go back in resignation number 4192, you'll see it. I said it. He got one plate appearance. Of course, that was before he fixed his batting stance, so all probably worked out for the best for him. But here's my point. The Reds have zero depth in center field at all. And this is how stupid they are. They think Nick Senzel's a center fielder. That's another thing I want to talk about on this show. Nick Senzel's out because he's tired. I've talked to people around the league. He's tired. I've seen it. So I had to go talk to people. I said, hey, what do you think? This is what I think. They're like, yeah, that's exactly it. Nick Senzel has never played a full Major League Baseball season, 162, which he wasn't going to play this year anyway, but Nick Senzel's never played any professional time in the outfield, let alone center field. His his legs are not acclimated to the outfield, let alone center field. That's why he's out of gas. He don't need to change his hitting stance. He's tired. He is physically worn out, so people, he's not hurt, he is tired, and they know it because I've talked to some people. I'm not going to say who, but I've talked to some people, and they've uh, they've admitted he is worn out. That's why he's been out. He's worn the F out. Sorry, but we're not on terrestrial radio, so I can say that. Anyways, so they're so stupid that they think they have a center fielder in Nick Senzel, who's not a center fielder. He's a left-side infield with a rocket arm. Left-side infielder with a rocket arm. So... They should have traded Jonathan India for JT Ramalto, kept Taylor Fimmel to for center field in 2020. He would have moved over to left field in a couple years when they had developed another center fielder through draft or trade or whatever it may be, and they'd have a better team. JT Ramalto destroyed the Reds in the Philadelphia series. The Marlins series before that, Alfaro, who was the catcher that the Marlins got for JT Ramalto, destroyed the Reds in Miami. So the baseball gods are looking down at Duck, and they're laughing at Walt and Duck. Hi, Duck. Hi, Walt. This is what you get for being incompetent. Catcher Alfaro owns you, and JT Ramalto owns you in back-to-back series, highlighting your ineptitude to get deals done, to not let Jim Bowden destroy your deal from Twitter and national TV, and or sorry, radio. I'm I, I apologize. It wasn't on TV. It was on MLB radio. I literally heard it myself and he tweeted it out. So anyway, to make a long story short, let's get back to this game. Uh Male is cruising one run through four innings. The fifth inning, he uploads, allows Ramalto to home run, or not Ramalto. I'm sorry, I'm stuck on He allows a home run to Cattell Marte. Guy's a beast. Reds should have got him in the Cozart trade a few years ago with Gohara. Uh, Reds failed that deal. Um, So he hits a three-run home run, and then they give another couple runs. Christian Walker's also on this Arizona team who the Reds had, who they wanted to keep 18 relievers instead of having – Christian Walker could have played left or first. This team just does not know how to evaluate players whatsoever. Anyway, to make a long story short, they take the lead, and they never got it back. Now, Suarez came back with a three-run jack to bring it within six to five. And then in the seventh inning, Reds got on base twice. Ninth inning, Reds got on base twice. Seventh inning was with no outs. Ninth inning, I think they had one out. Maybe they didn't have any. It's irrelevant. You want to know why? You want to know why? Because they didn't score either time. So whether they had one out or two out, well, two outs does matter, but one out or no outs, you know, they had two runners on in the seventh. Blandino walked. Uh, Votto, Texas leaguered one out there to center field, which was kind of a cool hit. Um, And then they just couldn't get them across. I mean, I just watched it. Now, I will tell you this. Aquino almost scored Blandino, but uh, they brought in Dyson, Gerard Dyson, and that guy made a hell of a catch on that liner for Aquino. Aquino just hits the ball hard, pretty amazing. Uh, But anyway, the Reds never got back. And if you look at a box score for the Reds, David Bell is happy as a pig in shit because one, two, three, four, five, six, six relievers in this game now that he's got his little extra relievers. It's insane. Um, he's overusing Lorenzen. Lorenzen gave give up a run. Um, Sims seems to be their go-to guy now. He gave up a run when he should have only been out there for one inning. And, and not, just so you know, Sims can go longer than an inning. I'm not saying he can't, but I don't even know if I can get this out, but I'll get it out. David Bell! September is like your Christmas because you're going to use seven relievers a game, six relievers a game. Let me explain something to you, Baseball America, Dougie Baseball with your subscription. Baseball Nation, Baseball America, if you're using six relievers in a game, you don't have a bullpen. You you just don't. You just You're piecing it together because you have no bullpen. So that's my point. So anyway, let's go back because this show is all over the place let's go back to Ramalto. so let me tell you this if the Reds duck Williams gets the trade done with the Marlins for Ramalto for India and what I wanted to tell you about the trades and Senzel and I'm I, I know I got off on tangents you have plenty of left side infielders Senzel uh, Suarez so trade India for Ramalto but if you got to trade tremel do it. But that's what I would have done. I would have traded India because you don't have any center field, outfield depth. And you got plenty of infield depth. So they should have traded. Oh! And this is how smart they are. This trade for Bauer happened after the draft. So they had just picked up Reese Hines. And then what's the other guy? This guy is going to be a world beater. They actually drafted pretty good in the later rounds. Uh, Tyler Callahan is a total beast. He was drafted 85th overall. This guy is going to be awesome. And when I say awesome, I mean like 6'1", 205 pounds, left-handed hitter, throws right. He's automatically a gifted player. He's a second baseman, third baseman. So here's my point. Even after they traded Callahan, or, or, pick Callahan and Hines, who probably can be their second baseman and third baseman or both third baseman, or one a left fielder and one a third baseman, they go and trade Trammell for Bauer instead of trying to work in India for Bauer or India for Romalto because that's where you have depth. They don't know how to run a depth chart. Remember when I was acting like, uh, "What is a, I, I don't understand what a depth chart is. Remember when I was doing that voice earlier, but it wasn't the same voice. It was more the dunce voice. They don't know what a depth chart is. So let me explain something to you, cucumbers. If you don't have any outfielders, you got a, a gluttony of le- left-side infielders, you might want to trade from your glut of infielders. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Thank you for the advice. Hey, Hey, if you just had a depth chart, duck, you'd understand how to do it, investment banker. So here's my point. If they would have got the Reds, if the Reds would have got the Ramalto trade done, I believe with Ramalto hitting, you know, 275, 24 home runs, 75 RBIs at this point, he's probably going to have 100 RBIs and possibly 28 to 30 home runs this year. I believe the Reds don't go trade for Tanner, or don't trade Tanner Rourke, don't trade for Bauer, move, uh, bring up Aquino for left field, have Puig right because Winker's out for the count anyway, uh, I believe the Reds are in the playoffs when they do the Ramalto deal. So it's almost like an unfinished symphony when you did this Downs and Gray and Bailey trade for Kemp, Wood, and Puig, and then you trade for Roark, and then you don't get your catcher deal done. They should have got the catcher deal done with a Romalto, because that would have allowed them to trade Barnhart to the Padres to refill some holes that they just had used for the Romualdo trade and uh, the Dodgers trade, which I wouldn't have given up downs in the Dodgers trade or Josiah Gray. I would have done the Vladimir G- Guteritas, which was the guy they all talked about, but I bet you the Reds were like, oh, uh, we better keep Guteritas because he's better. And I bet the Dodgers just slipped in there and pulled two blue-chip prospects who had hell of a great years. Um, sorry, Resonation. These guys, Duck and Walt, are not good at talent. About, number one, Dick Williams has no background in, in player evaluations whatsoever. He's been with the Reds for 10 years, and he thinks Cato is a good a barometer of uh, prospects. So that number one will tell you, uh, all right, sorry, wrong, do not pass go. You don't collect 200. You actually go back. You actually go back around the, God you actually go back around the entire freaking square and you pay us $200. If you think Kato is a good indicator, Kato, look it up, people. K A T O H. Only an idiot would rely on it for player evaluations. Anyways, so if they get Ramalto, this team goes to the playoffs and then they probably add at the deadline, whether that be, I don't think they'll add a starter at the deadline. And, and who knows? They might have. They might have. They might have ended up trading Trammell or India for Bauer to bolster the rotation even better. But the Romalto non-trade is why they're not in the playoffs. And it's like if you're gonna go for it, you gotta go for it. You just can't like dabble in it. And I understand. I want to tell you, they thought they had a deal for Romalto. It was going down, but old Jimmy. Jimmy Bowden, the guy that destroyed the 1990 team, he uh, got on national radio, got on Twitter. Hell, I bet he called Matt Klintak, or how he you pronounce his name, and said, hey, you guys better do this, because uh, Reds are about to get him for Taylor Trammell straight up. But I would have traded India. I would have been on the India train. Anyway, the remoto trade has came back to haunt us the last two series. And all season, because Barnhart couldn't hit water off a boat early in the season, he's probably hurt. Um, this team has, this management has no, they just have no vision. And let me explain something to you people before you go off on me. Usually, when you trade prospects, those are assets, you trade prospects for long term pieces. So, for instance, when the Red Sox give up Yon Mikado, Yon Mikado, and all those other guys for Sale, Sale was under a six-year contract. Okay? When the Milwaukee Brewers traded four prospects to the Miami Marlins for Christian Yelich, he was under a five- or six-year contract. What the Reds are doing are trading really good prospects for Wood Puig and Kemp, who are all free agents. Then they just traded Trammell away and Scott Moss and Puig. And before you people said, well, Puig was. Oh, here, here's my impression. Uh, hey, wait a minute, Ed, Wait a minute, Ed, Wait a minute, Dilwed. You got uh, to deal Puig with a free agent. You got to have Puig with a free agent. Okay, calm down. Sit in the corner with your dunce chat, Let me explain it. Yashiel Puig could have got prospects in another deal. Okay? But here it goes back to the Taylor Trammell, Jeter Downs, Josiah Gray. Bauer's only here for another year and two months, and they might even trade him at the next deadline. So they might have given up Jeter Downs, Josiah Gray, and Taylor Trammell for one season of Bauer, Puig, Kemp and Wood. Do you understand what I'm saying? They're not using their assets correctly to bring in people that are under team control. The reason that other teams are good is because they develop correctly and then they have core pieces. And then with their other prospects, They use them to add on long-term assets, okay? Now, the Reds are not the Tampa Bay Rays and the Reds are not the New York Yankees. They're somewhere in the middle. So what you got to do is you got to be pretty crafty, like the Brewers, the Astros. You got to trade your prospects for long-term assets. And that's what the Reds' front office does not do. They actually had a pretty nice farm system when they had Downs, Tremmel, and Gray, and they blew them for one-year players. And every one of you guys that argued with me in Resonation number 4192, you clown fans with your your uh, clapping seal hands, you all told me, well, they'll get a qual- they'll either give qualifying offers or they'll trade them. Well, they didn't get nothing for Kemp because they just ruined his career by having a four-man outfield rotation. I guarantee you if they would have just had Matt Kemp starting left field every day and not jerked around with this four-man outfield rotation and had Senzel at shortstop, Kemp would have probably played with the Reds and had 20-25 home runs, 90 RBIs, and probably hit 280 on the year. But no, they wanted to do this jerk-off yeah, I'm seeing it. Jerk off all their players for two or three years in a row in a four-man outfield rotation, and it's a joke. So, anyways, you 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 get what I'm saying. The Reds don't know how to use their assets, and they don't they don't know how to team build or franchise build. It's obvious because. You don't have Jeter Downs, you don't have Josiah Gray, you don't have Taylor Trammell, you don't have Scott Moss, and guess what? Now you don't have Puig, you don't have Wood anymore. If they give Wood a qualifying offer, they're the dumbest team in Major League history. And you don't have Kemp anymore. And then Bauer, they're probably going to trade Bauer at next deadline or or whatever. I, 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 I highly doubt they trade him this offseason. That would be a really weird, dumb move. Because next year you got Gray, Bauer, Castillo, one, two, three, arguably, arguably almost as good as the Houston's, you know, uh, one, two, three punch. Of course, Garrett Cole will be a free agent. He'll probably sign with the Yankees. I bet the Yankees will pay him everything he wants to come to the Yankees, um, or Philadelphia will give him a truckload of money. Philadelphia or the Yankees will give him a truckload of money to leave the Astros. But uh, that's neither here nor there. So you got Gray, you got Castillo, you got Bauer That's a really top, really good three. And um, where do you go in the offseason? What are you gonna do? You got Suarez, who's gonna be a 45 home run hitter. He'll reach 100 RBIs, bearing an injury. You got Votto who I hate to say this. I think Votto might be I think Votto's career might be at the point where he is a 280 hitter. 15 to 20 home run guy, 75, 80 RBI guy. And I know he's not going to hit 75 RBIs this year. The only reason he had not hit more RBIs this year is because he's hitting second, which he's, he doesn't have any business hitting second. They would be much better off having Votto hitting sixth or fifth than having him second because he clogs up the bases, number one. And number two, uh, his bat's good enough to be an uh, RBI guy. So throw him at six behind four, five, and th- three, four, and five. Anyway, so you got Suarez at third, you got Motto at first, you got Aquino at right. I don't care what you people say. Nick Senzel's not a center fielder. That's why he's out right now. He's he's tired. He, 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 he's His legs are gone. That's why you guys don't understand baseball. That's why all you guys at Resonation number forty-one ninety-two that come on there and annoy me and try and oh you spelled your wrong you spelled your wrong it's Y O U apostrophe R V yeah you your whole point is invalid because you spelled your wrong, you guys don't understand that a lot of hitters uh well most hitters power comes from their legs kids and when you have never played center field ever or outfield professionally, and you can go out there for 80, 90, 100 games, you're out of gas, and you have no core strength to hit the damn ball. I've had this conversation with multiple people and people really close to Cincinnati Reds, and they all understand and admitted it, and they go, yep, that's right. So that's why Senzel's out right now. They had Senzel out for personal reasons. No, he's tired. It's not anxiety. He's t- He's tired. And, uh, he ran in that wall the other day and, uh, hurt his shoulder. That's just part of it. Like, he's not a center fielder. You guys don't understand. I wish you did. I wish you had a brain. I wish you used it, but he's not a center fielder. He's not. So, um, I guess we can go and do the good things. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm almost out of, lo- I'm almost out of energy to even do this podcast. Um, Let's do the three good things. I'm going to give number one to Suarez. He's only been back two games. Hit a home run yesterday. Hit a three-run jack today. Suarez, three for five, one run, four RBIs. Guy is amazing. Uh, 92 RBIs, 42 home runs on the year. Um, uh, Real concerning that he's only batting. uh, I just lost him. 268, I guess he's almost a 270. I'd really like him to finish with a 270 or better average this year. Because when he was at 240 to 260, I, I, I just think he's selling out for the power. Which I think he, I would rather have him hit 290 with 38 home runs and score way more runs. You know what I mean? Have way more hits, doubles, runs, than sell out for power. So I hope he hits at least 270 this year. Number two on the good things list. Uh... Blandino. I mean, I told everybody, George! Furious George! Talk about Blandino! Blandino's on base machine. Three walks, three runs, one for one today. May it, it, you know, I I really hope they fit him in the lineup next year. He could be the he could be the answer to leadoff because the guy can steal 20, 30 bases, probably could steal 40 bases if you planned it right. Um, and then I'm gonna get, you know what? I'm gonna give number three good things to Molly. You went out there, man. You pitched four innings of one hit baseball, or no, one run baseball. I mean, the S hit the fan in the fifth. But I don't blame you. I really want to blame the. Uh, I really want to blame the uh, catching situation, and uh, not. I just think that it doesn't make any sense doesn't make any sense. So I'm just going to say, Male, you did a heck of a game. I think you got kind of screwed in the end. So I'm going to give you that one. Um, let's go to the bad things list, shall we? And the bad things list, I'm just going to give it to number one, the catching. I don't think you're doing Tyler Motley, any favors? I think you guys went out there with a game plan to start out, and I think you deviated off that game plan because in the third inning, Think Pitch actually called that home run. They're like, you got to pitch this guy down and away. And uh, sure as heck, that Ahmed, yeah, he hit that home run in the third Ahmed, they pitched it right down the middle, and he was trying to pull every ball in a think pitch. Welch, who I don't normally mention his name, the man I refer to as think pitch, actually called that home run. It's pretty funny. Um, Anyway, I'm going to give number one on the bad things list to the catchers, because I don't think you guys are doing your job. And that sounds really stupid. I'm going to get a lot of complaints. They're not they're perfect. They'll cut their Derek. They're perfect. no, my point is I don't think they're going through the game plan correctly because if think pitch is saying it from the uh, TV broadcast booth, you should have this information. And you got to set up low and away. And you got to you can't you can't it's I, I don't have time to go into every aspect of baseball to explain to you uh front office fans. Uh, strategy and pitches and all this other stuff and framing and uh, it's just just too convoluted to get into but I really think the catching staff is getting lazy and they're seeing him cruising and I think they should take every batter seriously number two on the bad things list I'm just going to give it to Bell I'm going to give number three to Bell too because you know you use six relievers um, you double-switching your heart out. I think it's a joke. Um, so for using six relievers, uh, yeah, you are not a major league manager. And number three, David Bell, bad things list, you double-switch every time. So you're not a manager. You're just managing to manage. Um, You're tinkering. Um, I disagree with it all the way. Um, and so where do we go from here? You're going to say, well, the Reds have probably literally 0.0. Oh, by the way, they lost this game seven to five and they give up 12 hits. Um, but back to where do we go from here? Uh, I told the Reds, I said, what you got to do is you got to play, Irvin in center field the rest of the year. You got to play Senzel at shortstop the rest of the year. No sense in helping Jose Iglesias in his free agency out. And you got to play Van Meter in left field the rest of the year and probably Galvis at second the rest of the year and have them guys play every day to see what you got in Van Meter. And, in fact, I'd probably play Blandino rest of the year in the number two, at second base to see if he can be the leadoff hitter because he's doing a heck of a good job, and I'd probably use Galvis as your off-day guy, have him play every day, whether it be second, short, third, left. I'd use Galvis like that, and that's what I would do because you're not going to the playoffs. Um and by the way, before I get off this podcast, Tanner Work is three and zero with a two seventy ERA over six starts with Oakland, and they got Jamison Hanna from him, who was like number fifty eighth overall or sixty eighth overall in his draft. And he is a left handed hitter, left handed thrower, five ten. I I believe that guy is going to be an on base guy, and I believe he's going to be a I believe he's going to be a slap hitter type guy. I don't believe his left-handed stroke is going to produce power. Other scouts think he'll produce power, but I don't think so. But I I could be totally wrong, and he might come out like Jose Ramirez or something. But he don't even – and Ramirez is a switch hitter, but I'm talking about the left-handed swing and both being 5'10". I don't – this guy only hit two home runs before joining the Reds, didn't have any after joining the Reds, and his slugging percentage with the Reds was 299. I know it's a really short sample size, but his slugging percentage with Oakland was like 369 or something. Yeah, 369. And I'm doing this off the top of my head, Dougie Baseball, with your Baseball America subscription. You stop subtweeting, dude. It's crazy. You're insane. You're In fact, you're a sociopath, Dougie Baseball. Anyway, back to Red's line. Uh, Jamison Hannah, I... Maybe I'll be wrong, and the guy will be a twenty twenty player, but I seriously doubt it. Um, Red should have bundled Disco and Rourke and got AJ Puck in that deal. I mean, you could have got James Hanna and AJ Puck in that deal if you would have uh, bundled uh, Disco. And I believe you could have got Grant Holmes. I mean, you could have got a nice four, three four player package for those two guys. But the Reds don't have vision like that. They 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 want quality. They want quantity over quality. And I, I don't know why they didn't get more for Tanner Rourke. If they'd have got, like, an, like Grant Holmes and Jamison Hannah for Rourke straight up, I would have been like, okay, that's probably a decent trade. But, or Austin Beck and Grant Holmes or something like that, I would have been like, yeah, that, that's a pretty good trade. But, you know, the way the Reds look at it, they traded Rainey for Hannah. And that's not how you do baseball trades. They're just horrible at it, and uh, I hope they get better at it. So, anyway, um, like I said, best thing the Reds can do the rest of the year is find out if Blandino and Van Meter is for real. I don't believe Brian O'Grady is for real. He's a 27-year-old AAA player. He's doing okay. He's got pretty good wheels. He might make for a good bench player for... A couple of years but you can't pay him in arbitration you can't go giving him millions of dollars you know you just gotta see if he develops as a bench player because that's what he is and um I believe the this last offseason was the offseason to really take a step forward and the Reds did not do that and they are gonna be in neutral for a while now Um Last offseason was the offseason to really get better fast. In fact, the last two off season and the Reds front office is not well-equipped to facilitate these trades, negotiate these trades, or draft, or develop. So I believe they're going to be a neutral for the next three years. You guys can tell me that Aquino is going to be hitting 40 home runs next year with Suarez, 40-40 buddies. And, you know, Bauer and Castillo and Gray are going to be all be, you know, uh, 15 to 18 game winners. You might be right, but I'll tell you this. They don't have a bullpen. And their lineup is so inefficient. I always talk about lineup efficiency, and no one ever understands it. Lineup efficiency is like a flow to the lineup. And how you build a lineup and how your lineup presents itself. I'll bet you people didn't know that number seven in the batting order is the least um, important batting position in the entire order, lesser than pitchy, pitcher. I'm not kidding. Well, I'm not saying the number seven is gonna not important, but the seventh hole in the lineup, um, analytically, is where you put your weakest hitter in the lineup besides the pitcher, is my point. I probably said that wrong the first way. That's why I'm only 99.7% right. See, I make a little error every now and then. Anyways, from the little apple all the way back to Reds country, this has been Reds Line.